What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And it's the Jaipol Hour. That's right. Spinning classics of 2013. <laughs> Things to read to ride around with. Well, America is great. Play, play to. <laughs> America was great. <laughs> After a two-week hiatus, we are back. I mean, look, we're we're not bots. We're yeah. not AI. It's, it's getting we summer. Gotta, we got to take a vacation. You know what I'm saying? I was out there <laughs> thotting it up in my little thong bikini. You know what I'm saying? On the beach, frolicking. We were both on planes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. On planes. Exactly. <laughs> Suffering to TSA. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I always get frisked. And I, I can't tell if it's oh, just... Oh, yeah, Every time, it's always the, the ball cup inch. And I don't know if it's the jeans I'm wearing. You I know, mean, going back to the thong thing. I don't know. You know, I mean, you're just a, a born suspect. Yeah, I was like, I was. I would like to crack a packing joke, but nah, it's just it's some black. You, you yeah, look, you look just, sus- a little yeah. suspect of like, right you know, now. You know, so, so, maybe so, I need to call the cops. <laughs> they're like, south of the border. I was like, I feel like he's got a little bit of that, you know, that white <laughs> hidden somewhere on him. Uh, but this, this week, we're in mourning. Mourning because... One of the greatest programs ever created. You know, you guys out there might be like, oh, you know, Pro Tools, you know, Photoshop, you know, Microsoft Word. No, the greatest program ever created was iTunes. You know, I, I look. I'm I'm a, I'm a Napster. Napster yes. was the greatest program ever created. Nah, Napster. But, Napster did Napster crash and destroy your do- that libraries the way <laughs> iTunes did? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> would it sit there and hang on your Mac or PC or PC <laughs> the way iTunes does no I don't think so <laughs> Napster just worked and who wants a software like that who cares <laughs> but yeah people uh, Apple has retired iTunes after 18 years Oof. 18 Oof. years and people are in their feelings yeah no, I understand it's it's what I like, I'm gonna be like it was the first of its kind because you know, gang gang win, win amp. But I feel like it's the idea of a curated playlist that looks pretty and organizes your MP3 collection. Because yeah. back in the Napster days, it was the Wild Wild West. You yeah. know, oh, you yeah. know, Napster, Kazaa, LimeWire. You know, we always, you know, we had these, you know, these quote Jay Z raps that were actually written. You know, they were actually like Papoose songs. <laughs> <laughs> Things were mislabeled. It, it was the wild, wild west. And in a really bad, horrible way, iTunes did its best to kind of level set everything off. Whereas, like, everything is properly labeled. If it's not, here's the easy way to label it. It lets you organize your online music collection, you know, in yeah. a very easy way. It wasn't the first, but unfortunately, it was the best offering that was out there. True, true. And, and, and like, you know, the fact that you could, like, you know, you know, group things by artists. Because, you know, I have all of these disparate, like, mixtape tracks and all these, like, you know, illegal or possibly not legal, like, you know, tracks and bonus tracks. And I was able to, like, group them by artists and album and things like that and genre. Like, it was a very powerful thing. You know, um, and in terms of software, like it's kind of shitty, but you know, it, it did the job. Very it did shitty. the job. Very and I think, shitty. like, one of the things that, that iTunes is, is being credited for is, for the most part, you know, it was that physical music purchase. Like, yes. you still were able to buy music, but it was just digital. Yes. You know, and I think now with iTunes getting retired, it's like the era of buying music, it's over. I think, but you can still quote unquote buy music. The, the crazy thing to me about iTunes is the fact of where 
So you've got your computer, you've got iTunes streaming, but when I would look for a track, it would still say, hey, want to buy it? I'm like, no, bitch, I just, just stream it to me. <laughs> so it's weird where, like, and it's, I think it's, it's less about the idea of where people were ignorant or people didn't know or people had streaming or not. It's just because Apple is so ubiquitous. Yeah. Where, that, you know, it goes to the idea of where people are still playing for AOL. You know, so yeah. if you're like a, a middle America mom somewhere, you know, and you wanted to buy a song with a new, you know, the, I don't know what's 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 what do, what do old watchable listen nowadays? It's gonna crack a Celine Dion joke, but Celine Dion is cool again. So I don't even know what I can even what? say. Yeah, she's cool. She's out there, you know what I'm saying? Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Bam. So if you want to get the new Barry Manilow record, you know what I'm saying? Who probably is cool also. But because <laughs> <laughs> if you got ASAP Rocky doing songs with Rod Stewart, it's only a matter of time for Barry Manilow hops on that <laughs> little Uzi Burton <laughs> remix. <laughs> But the idea of where, you know, the corner of the market where it's like if you're a certain person and you don't know you're streaming too well, obviously going to hop onto iTunes and buy an album. So it's, it's, it's weird where, like, like, they've kind of served two masters where, you know, all your record sales are still, for the most part, being done through iTunes. But at the same time, it's neck and neck of Spotify as far as streaming is concerned. But I think, like, in the past year, streaming revenue has, like, surpassed, like, paid revenue oh yeah easily. so yeah. i mean the, the the writing was on the wall yeah and, and yeah I, I, you know i i'm i'm not like an itunes fan um my music just magically appeared in my hard drive Ooh, don't I, know how i got it yeah there. me neither just magically appeared you know so. somehow you'd have you know <laughs> you know mega uploads if you share because all on wire you audio know, galaxy things. fan audio, audio galaxy. galaxy yes i forgot about audio galaxy <laughs> I love that, too, because it was a little, you know, there, there was no software after. It was a little web icon, yeah, a little corner. Fam. Oh, man. Y'all, y'all youngers don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. It was out there. Anything you want. Any obscure. Not, I mean, I guess you have it over the streaming era, but you know what I'm saying? What happens if you want to get, you know, videos of Jay-Z farting and fucking Source Awards in 1995? That was, that was fucking, <laughs> <laughs> that was Audio Galaxy. That was fucking Soul Seek. Soul Seek. Holler. <laughs> Which is still around, actually. Oh, that's a song. Soul Seek, apparently, it's a, uh, and it made sense too, because even back then it was more of the music nerd kind of um, piracy place. Yeah. So apparently, like among DJs, if you go to Soul Seek, it's not, you won't like, let's say you find your Nirvana tracks, but you'll definitely find your weird, obscure, like techno type things. It's more, it's become very, like, DJ friendly, apparently. Now. Oh, word. Yeah, word. So, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've heard of all of these services, but I purchased my music from iTunes. Mm. Hint, hint. No, I yeah. But, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though, like, those services are popular among, you know, say, like, music nerds and things like that, like, for the most part, like, yeah, you're right. Like, if you're a part of the general public and you still want to listen to music on your iPod, like, you went to iTunes. Like, that, that was the thing. And I think, like, it did serve that purpose of, like, sealing that gap between, like, digital and physical um, that, you know, for the most part doesn't exist anymore. Like, no. everything, is, you know, we basically rent our music. For the most part, and I, I think on that side I'm kind of sentimental, you know, because I, I do think like, even if you bought a, a something on iTunes for nine ninety nine, like the, the something you bought, like you physically like, made that purchase and that yeah. connection, 
And now, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of gone. I mean, like I said, the writing's on the wall, but it's also a little bittersweet for us Gen Xers. Yeah, no, it, it feels weird because you used to buy an album, and it felt like, and not to be funny, I won't say iTunes was expensive, but it wasn't cheap. Ten bucks for an album is still, you know, that's that's a meal. So it's like you felt like you were kind of investing in something, and it's kind of weird because of streaming is just kind of, it's just the air. It's just like, you know, yeah. there's no, it's like, oh, I want to listen to, I just type in and it pops up. There's no real kind of commitment. There's a band I like that has a new single called Armed, and I remember, so I remember, so it popped up there. I was like, I like this song. So I was like, and I was like, how do I play this song? So then I was like, oh, look, there's a Bandcamp link. Went to the Bandcamp link, they wanted a dollar for the song, which is reasonable, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, what am I doing? Obviously, iTunes, bam. Obviously, Spotify, bam. I was playing it from there. And so it's weird where, like I said, if you're a no, even buying music is like, what, do, what am I doing? Because yeah. even going to the idea, so I'm going to go to Bandcamp to pay a buck to get a download link to download to my phone, which I can't really do because it's an iPhone. Yeah. Or am I going to just hop onto Spotify, hop onto Apple Music, type it in and download it and then get it for free? Yeah. It's a, it, we're in a word space. But like I said, it's, I think it's because, you know, not to say that people are eating now. Artists definitely aren't eating now in 2019. But I can kind of understand where, you know, back then it was like everything was free. Going back to the Audio Galaxy, going back to Kazaa. And iTunes was the first kind of like, hey, this, this new paradigm can work. Yeah. You know, and then furthermore, once they went to, you know, Spotify came streaming and iTunes switched to streaming. It was like, this paradigm, this is where we're going to go. So we started this way. This is, this is step two. And, you know, it's, it's and apparently music revenues are up to their like super highs in the beginning of the, the decade, actually. Yeah. Now, the problem is... The way it's structured, all that's literally going into the corporation's pockets. Yeah. As far as an artist is concerned, you're kind of fucked. And, you know, I'm hoping maybe in the near future there'll be a way for it to kind of change. Who knows? Everything is so malleable. We've, all, we've discussed in the past about how maybe artists will sign directly to Spotify. And, yeah. you know, hopefully it's not locked into this weird death spiral where these three major companies rule the world and they share, you know, billions of dollars. But, uh, it's without they wouldn't even be in music industry, quote unquote. And actually, we can make the argument that could be for better or for worse without iTunes in 2019. Oh yeah, no, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. I, iTunes saved the music industry. Whether you know, because I remember when it came out, music industry was like tepidly kind of like you know what, we're getting killed by the Napsters and things like that. Like, let's just try this. And, you know, it's going to be a fad and everybody's going to go back to, like, you know, buying CDs. The music industry was not, like, like gung-ho about iTunes, but iTunes saved the music industry, you know? And, I'm, I mean, you can't be mad at Steve Jobs. Yeah, no. You can't, you can't be mad at the fact that, like, they, they figured that out, you yeah. know? Because also, too, like, you didn't have to buy the whole album. You could buy the single. You could buy, like, you spend 99 cents on the single. And people in the industry were like, yo, like, this, like... Like, it was, it, I mean, buying the album was the biggest racket of all time, you know, because, like, you only like two songs. Yeah. You only like, I mean, like, real talk. You only like the, the single and the B-side. <laughs> at, at best. You know, so they, they changed the game that way. Um, and, you know, it, it was a risk for the music industry, which paid off. They, they good. Yeah. They good. And, and it's weird but. because, like, and I know there's a lot of, there were a lot of, you know, even now there's a lot of grumblings about how Apple has too much power. But to be honest with you, Apple was the only one who got it together. Like, the music industry was just confused as fuck. They were suing people using Napster. They weren't really, they didn't really have the, and the thing is, not to be funny, 
Apple just had a logical foresight. It's like if people are downloading music, let's charge them for downloads. It's not really that rocket science per no. se. So it's it's kind of weird where like you know they had to kind of step in to do it, which is kind of funny because we're selling you to MP3 players, but you assholes can't figure out how to give you products. So I guess we'll sell you sell you the products also. Yeah. And it's weird because you could even even make the argument the fact of where without iTunes, because the idea was that you know, bam, Apple had this MP3 player and they had to have a way to get music on it that was quote unquote legal. Yeah. So imagine if that iTunes didn't exist, like would Apple be what they are today as far as a service company? Like, oh no. Yeah, like no. would would there be Apple TV? Would there be you know the the fact of where Apple TV is branching off where you're gonna have video games you're gonna have you're yeah. gonna have it on Samsung TVs? The idea of Apple just not selling you phones and computers kind of started with iTunes, where it's like, oh, here's a service. Here's something that works on a here's something that works on a fucking PC, our, our sworn enemy. Yeah. So it's 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 been a it's 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 like I said, I'll miss it. It was buggy, it was fucked up, but without iTunes, we really wouldn't have this weird and I and I hate saying it because so many people are making money, they're losing out on it, but it really is a dawn of music. Like the concept of where I can listen to whatever I want at any given time pops yeah. in my head really kinda happened only go fast. Yeah, and, and you know, iTunes birthed the playlist. Yeah. It birthed like a lot of the way like, they suck with it. God, they kill me. Yeah. <laughs> so so shameful. Yeah. But like like the fact that you don't have to like have an album and you don't have to like, you know, or like make those little like mixtape playlists like we did back in the day, you know? <laughs> you can just like put like fifty songs together and like, you know, start playing at a party. Like iTunes birthed that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that iTunes like kind of like really put into our our culture that we still use today yeah. you know so yeah shout out to itunes yeah, shout out rest rest in peace rest in peace and, you know, and uh you know i, I will i'll uh, somehow try to figure out how to oh my legally gain mp3s i'll, I'll learn how to organize them all in the legal. future all, all, legal. all legal never downloaded never never 100 clear <laughs> <laughs> trust me mr cook i'm going to my mac <laughs> And on other news, the last, the big blockbuster album of, I probably say this quarter for the most part, Flying Lotus. You gonna say that the, 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 that's the biggest blockbuster album of this quarter? Well, it's weird. It's I should say this. I, definitely not sales, but for, if you're a music critic, I don't, what, what else could be bigger? I mean, like, like the Tyler album, I feel like. No way. Come yeah, on. bigger than fly like like that's not bigger than fly low. All right, so here's the thing. All yes, right. sales wise, bigger than fly low, right? But like fly low could throw Tom literally threw Tom York on a track. Like yeah, here's Tom York. He's just wobbling in the background of a track. Yeah. Like he's like fly low's got a weird. I mean, you know his his Kendrick on the song. Like fly low's kind of like he's not he doesn't have the album sales of a Tyler. He doesn't necessarily have the cult following of a Tyler, but he's still this weird specter in this weird corner of the music world that's very popping right about. You. No, I know, I understand that, but but yeah, I w- I I actually almost forgot this album came out because there just wasn't a lot of buzz around it. There wasn't a lot of like. I don't even feel like there was a lot of excitement around it. I remember his last, like the last Fly Low, Fly Low, Fly Low album. Um, had that Kendrick track that was like, you know, kind of like the single and everybody was like getting really hype and had that beautiful video. And like and none of that with this album. So I kind of like, it kind of crept up on me. It was a weird drop because I remember when they announced it, they announced like, you know that that song with this David Lynch spoken word basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was kind of like, I don't think it was the first single per se, but it was when they announced the album, that's the single they put out there. So you yeah. can kind of tell... This wasn't there, like, oh, we're going to have major, you know, this is going to be your hit album, hit songs. Yeah. 
this one, it kind of snuck out there, and, and it's kind of awkward because I feel that... Uh, so I feel like this is a weird 360 for him, not necessarily in sound, but Flying Lotus is a guy where, you know, obviously he comes from musical, you know, um, musical background, mu- musical majesty, where, you know, his, his aunt was fucking Alice Coltrane. You know, he comes from a space of where he's, you know, he's, he's his prodigy who makes these crazy spacey beats that sound organic, that sound jazzy. Like I said, in, as far as music is concerned, he's in the weird corner of the world where, you know, he's somebody who could go out there and play EDM co- clubs yeah. or he could play with fucking Thundercats, which I've seen, you know what I'm saying? Both. I've yeah, seen yeah, him yeah, do and play, play EDM stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's weird. At the same time, what's funny about him is the fact that, uh, because of that, there's always been a certain level of artistry to his albums. You know, yeah. going back to the idea of, you know, like he's in a weird way. And like I said, it's, he's, he's the kind of, like we were discussing about iTunes, he's an album artist. You know, yeah. everything he comes out with is a statement. Whereas, like, here's, you know, here's the song, Be Mourning About My Mother. Here's a song about, you know, You're Dead, about what happens in the afterlife. There's always these great statements. And what's weird about this album, why it makes it a little different, is that sonically, it's pretty much the same fly low, just yeah. showing you different aspects of what he's done. Yeah. But it's the first time where it sounds like, all right, here's a hard drive dump of what I've been working on. Like, there's no cohesion there. Yeah. And what's weird is the fact of where it's long as fuck, too. So it's not even like, because, you know, the, his other albums, despite all the as grandiose and how prog rocket it could actually be, you know, 45 minutes, maybe an hour top. Yeah. This is easily over an hour. This is like Migos level of, of tracks. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot <laughs> of music and disparate because you'll have, you know, you'll have a Solange track, which is pretty much very solange you know, R&B, but, you know, somber. And you'll have, again, like, fucking David Lynch doing word, creepy spoken word. Yeah. So it's like those two songs, and there's really no thread that binds them all. Exactly. Like, there are two totally different universes. So it's, in a weird way, it's it's different for him, but I think it's for an audience he's cultivated where it's like, again, again, it's music snobbery, where it's like, I listen to Flying Lotus. Yeah. You know, he's got yeah. all these, you know... You know, thund- like, and, and think about the acts he's put on the map, like Thundercat. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So, like, a certain pedigree there, and he kind of dropped basically a beat tape. Yeah. And, and I think, like, you know, your criticisms or my criticisms, like, it was, it was a bit too long. There's no cohesion to the album. Um, I, I did like a lot of the collaborations he did. Like, the uh, the Tori Moi one was good. The Tierra Whack one was really yes. cool. Um, you know, the Anderson Pack track sounded just like an Anderson Pack album it's like album track you know oh, but it's so soulful I but, loved it yeah. but it was so fly it yeah. was so fly so like like I, I liked all that stuff but yeah it, it seemed like they were kind of like Lucy's like that could that maybe was like a, uh, you know a B-side from Anderson Pack album yeah you know that, that he was like oh okay well I own the rights to this track I'm just gonna play it on my album you know like it, it didn't seem like there's a lot of um, you know there was like a big through line between you know all the tracks and and when you have a track that has like twenty, you know, album that has like twenty something tracks, I I just get bored now. Oh, I you yeah, know, I, I don't even get bored, but it's gotta be sequenced. Even if it's something where it's like, oh, here's a. What's weird about the album is that, and it's not bad. That's the thing is, it's not bad. It's, it's not it's bad. It's equal to the rest of his other albums, but usually you have something where it's like, all right, you know, the first third of the album is like this, but then the last third is like this. It's literally the songs that sound like they just it's shuffle. Yeah. There's no like, because you figure, oh, this would be the R&B section or this is the more experimental section or this is the funk section. No, it's just songs kind of come in and out randomly. Yeah. And after, you know, like an album like You're Dead, which is a fucking brilliant album, which is tight and cohesive and like basically Flying Lois at his best. 
I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, I do feel like this album was just kind of there. Yeah. You know, and again, it's not the quality of the music. I just no, think no, it's, no, no, it's, no. it's just the construction. And like, again, he's somebody where there's journeys in his album. This one just kind of feels like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, beats kind of die out, but kind of come back, you know, like this, it's almost like one song. It feels good times. Where yeah. beat, and then, so it's weird to have this album where it's just like, all right, here's, here's just, you know, randomly fucking shuffled songs from my hard drive I've been working on for the past three years to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to say disappointing because like that's strong because it's still a strong work. It's no, just, it's, it's just, it's just, I wish, you know, so many artists are doing concept albums and how they're kind of shying away from the album format. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I said, going, it's the Migos route. It's like, Maybe somebody will pick one of these songs, remix it, and then put it on there, you know, and then it'll be pop. You know, maybe Kendrick will hop on a remix, and that'll be it. And now you have these 20 songs out there, and, you know, what up? But it's not, I don't go to Flying Low for that. I go to Flying Low for vibes. And this one doesn't necessarily have a vibe. True, true. And I'm, I'm waiting for that that uh, resequenced 10-track <laughs> album playlist. But you could do it. Like, I feel like if you had, in a weird way, I feel like if they just cut out, and I'm going to say the beats... If you cut out the beats and kept it with the guest appearances and just had David Lynch like booking both sides, yeah. it'd be perfectly fine. Like to me, the Anderson Pack in the woodway, the Anderson Pack, the Tierra Whack, the Solange, even though that's more somber. Like yeah. all these tracks kind of have the same, and even though they may be different aspects of R and B, they kind of even Denzel Curry who can do agro raps, they kind of in the same kind of weird oh, yeah. space. You could have this weird alternative, basically all black kind of album if you wanted to do almost. Yeah. But like I said, he's got a lot of weird things happening, a lot of other these random beats. So it's just like, and again, I, I feel like I'm downing on the album. No, everything is fire. You will not listen to the album and think that Finalist fell off, but you might listen to this album once and be like, I don't have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I'm going to preface this to say I'm not the hugest Flying Lotus fan. Shots fired. Don't dox me. So I also like am approaching this album a little bit you know, like cautiously. cautiously, like not so, like I'm not a super fan. Yeah. You know, so and I think like when you're not a super fan, I mean, I don't know. Like when you listen to something that's long, that's just kind of like not maybe like the best work. It just I could just start tuning out. Yeah, no, you know, definitely, definitely understandable. So, so I don't know. So I guess we give. I guess you know, Flying Lotus is pretty good, but not great. Yeah. Yeah, a little, little, little step off. That's about it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So, what are you listening to? That's new music, perhaps. Uh, are we gonna talk about this, Jay Paul? Oh yeah, let's go. Oh shit, Jay Paul, let's go straight to that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So, dude, do you want to intro to the? So, so if if you don't know, mm-hmm. kids, Jay Paul. Yeah. Years ago. Years. Wait. Years 2013. ago. 2013. Bro. That, I mean. That it seems like a century ago. We had a black president. Bro. The world was in the up up. You know what I'm saying? PlayStation just dropped. New Xbox has dropped. You know. We could travel to Cuba. Yeah, travel to Cuba. I'm, I'm salty about that shit. Yeah, nah, man. It's, it, was a, it was a brave new world. We, we, we cured racism. Yeah. Yeah. Gay we marriages we we marriage <laughs> on its way. Yeah. Like the world was a beautiful place. Yeah. yeah. And then the, this little uh, like track, two tracks. From this British guy who nobody's seen or heard mm-hmm. drops and people were just like blown back. They're like, oh, snap. Who is this dude? What is this dude? And this was like the era of like mysterious 
R and B dudes. Yes, it was. It was. It was an era of James Blake making weird beats, not necessarily singing yet. The weekend. It, the weekend was coming out. Where is this weird dude from Canada who doesn't know how to fix his hair? You've got like you know <laughs> Frank fired. Ocean, who's like an odd future dude, but he's not angry <laughs> like Tyler. But you know, yeah, this whole little weird ecosystem of uh, PBR and B. Remember that term? PBR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but long story short, you had a lot of like a lot of people working in like the R and B space that were doing a lot of different crazy things yeah and 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 like he says mysteriously these tracks dropped and they were fucking slamming they're they were fire and then you know i i, I think like us as a culture we're like oh these tracks are fire and then we start salivating for more and there's like there's like this long you know kind of um just like lull didn't hear anything. And again, this dude, like, I don't, I think there's like maybe like one or two like actual pictures of this dude besides the album cover. Yeah. He's like fucking Banksy. Yes. <laughs> He's the Indian Banksy's out there. Is there a Jai Paul? <laughs> you know, like, and yeah, it's like the picture, you don't even know if that's the same dude, you know? And so, but basically what happened was in 2013, he, in 2013, he got his shit leaked. And, you know, he completely disappeared at that point um, and, you know, went into reclusion. I think he, like, started becoming, like, a real estate agent or some shit like that. Well, no, no, no. That's the thing. So like, so, he, so he disappears for years. And because in, in some of the earlier tracks, his, his brother's a producer also. Yeah. So his brother started doing you know, a decent amount of work, working with new artists. And then, so the reason why he popped up there was so that whole real estate photo, they, they decided to open up the Jai Paul, no, the, the Paul Institute, basically, what it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so it ended up being that even though it was a physical building, that again, again, weird, where it was basically like, like Neptunes, but without like <laughs> the fun. It's on the low, they would just kind of have these new, you could literally send them tracks. And they're like, we're fucking with you. And you could come through and then they'll help you like build music. It was literally like a little musical workshop yeah. thingy. Yeah, but then like now that that article is like gone. So it's like there's all this mystery around this yeah. dude. And I guess like last week or a week before, like he dropped the leaked. Like he actually like took all the leaked tracks and actually dropped it officially on Spotify and like Apple Music and all the streaming services. And but he also dropped it with this note saying you know, basically, like, this leak, like, really fucked him up. You know, this leak really kind of, like, sent him to the spiral of depression. And that's pretty much why he disappeared for the past, like, six years. And I, I, I read that note, and I kind of felt for him. You know, like, I, like, like he, I, I think, you know, like, and you and I know recording artists personally, Flex, but you know, I, I think you know we, we, we know the one percent. We'll be out there flying out. I'll be in the jacuzzis chilling. Those pirate parties you dream about. I am there. But you know, but it's it's weird though. As a fan and also somebody who used to be in the industry, it's just like you know, like we wanted this music and we wanted it at any cost, but we never thought about like the actual like artists and the personal cost and the personal cost yeah. to that artist. And it really, it really messed him up. Yeah, and, and I get it. Because, like, you know, I remember at the time, it was rumored, because I, I think even Pitchfork reviewed it, whereas it's like, because the rumor was the fact he leaked it himself. Yeah. Even though he said to the contrary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that was a weird thing also. And, you know, and when you read the note, he was like, yeah, basically, I woke up, 
my songs are on fucking, you know, like Bandcamp. People are downloading it. I had to go call my lawyer to like get the money back or at least stop it from being sold. And then my label is like, yo, this is the album you're supposed to turn this into us and turn into us. And he was like, yeah. And then, you know, I kind of got dropped and, you know, and then he was like, I worked on these songs for like six years. And you kind of get it because, you know, I think as, as, as fans of music, we expect musicians to have this well of music that kind of pops in and yeah. you just, you know, the, they wake up every day, sit in front of a guitar or a piano or something, and then play a note, and then there's a song that magically appears. But like any creative work, it's 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 hard work. It's art. It's and art. stuff where it's like, oh shit, his take twenty five yeah. <laughs> of these three seconds is like, ah shit, here's I have this song, and I've got you know a million versions of this song. We we're just discussing about how like the radio had a leak also, where it's eighteen hours worth of music. But oh, that eighteen hours worth of music was basically went into OK Computer, which is probably 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like there's a lot of work that kind of goes to this kind of like stuff. So it's easy for us to kind of think, all right, cool, bam, these songs pop up, play it, awesome, cool, give me your next songs. But for a creative, that's a lot of fucking work that just went down the drain. Yeah, and it's also, too, like, you know, it's you lose trust in your circle, right? Because, like, somebody in, you know, his circle leaked it. You basically, so that now you're paranoid. Like, who was it? Was it you? Was it you? Was it you? Yeah. You know, and also, too, like, like people, like, he talked about, like, the lies around the whole leak. Like, he, yeah, like you're saying, like, like he leaked it himself, and, like, you know, oh, what is this guy? Who, who is this guy I think he is? And blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's also trying to have to beat back all the fake news. Yeah. You know? And, and it's the idea of where, and because the thing is, and we'll get into the actual sound quality of music. You know, people are are saying, "Oh, it's awesome," but obviously, when you listen to the songs, they're unmastered. Like, you yeah. know, things are hidden the way they are. So it's just like, "All right, cool." People are probably coming up to him like, "Yo, dog, what's the big deal?" But if you're somebody, if you're creative, when you're working on these songs for like years, and they come out sounding shitty, yeah, it's like even though people are telling you it's flames, you're still like, "But you know, it's it still sounds like fucking you know shit." I was recording on the fucking phone. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. It, so let's talk about the music because like. All right, so I I remember hearing this leaked. I mean, look, I downloaded it. I'm going to admit it. You know, look, well, 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 did you back done, in 2013? No, well, no, we did. We will not claim anything illegal on this podcast. You know, I maybe went trying to think of how it, you know it magically appeared in my magically, hard drive. Exactly, like the YouTube album so, on iTunes. <laughs> shouts. <laughs> Good callback. Not sure exactly. You know, but no, I mean, you know, I don't. I I listened to it. I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, but re-listening to it, like you can see the greatness. Like it's still unmastered. Um, I think the only thing he really did was he had to like remove some samples that you couldn't clear. But for the most part, he dropped it as is. Yes. And you know, and a lot of people don't like hearing unmastered music. I'm used to it, but like I saw all the greatness. You know, because you know he dropped those two tracks, Jasmine and BTSU, or whatever. And you heard the greatness and you wanted more. But, you know, again, like, you never know what a full album would be. I, it's flames. Oh, yeah, no. It's flames. And this is somebody where, again, at that time, I was, you know, I was in my little music nerd thing and I was listening to everything. And I heard, and what's crazy about it is the fact that someone heard it the first time and obviously like anything else, 
you hear X amount, 10, 12, 13, 14 tracks. You like, you know, you like this is, I like this whole vibe, but I love these tracks and I kind of stick with those tracks. And listening to it again from beginning to end, it's fantastic. Enough where the song looks now, which I know I heard five, six years ago. Yeah. But I'm like, how did I fucking not get how great this song was? Yeah. This song is fantastic. So it's crazy where. Because again, we're we're in a place of where music cycles are crazy. Where even in trap music, there's subtle changes that are happening now that weren't existent that didn't exist, you know, let's say three years ago. So it's funny to kind of hear like these tracks, which are definitely old, which definitely come from like an era where a lot of R&B was sounding the same or doing the same exact thing. But like you could take these things out now and put it out. Like this, this could be a huge album now. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it should be. It probably, hopefully, it will be. I don't know what his plans are if he's going to start touring or really promote it, but like the work is there. And it's crazy to see how good it is, even though we're probably like fucking, wow, if you factor in the time we recorded, we're 10 years removed from these tracks, probably. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. And, and like, I mean, there, there's, you know, there's just tracks here that like uh, 100, what's it, 100,000 miles or like whatever. Like, they're, I mean, there's the melodies, like even the melodies even though it's him sampling himself, but like he's got the whole acapella thing on the background and layered voices and yeah. different melodies. It's like, yeah. oh, this dude's working on a fucking high level. It's not just like his beat. I'm just gonna sing on top of it. That's about it. Yeah, production no, like, wise, and even that weird video game sounds would come in. Yeah, and, and tracks would kind of fade out and fade back in, like it's like almost like dance hall. Yeah, like 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 a really bad DJ yeah, doing yeah, yeah, it, but it was yeah. intentional. It's it's like it's so lush and layered but also so understated at the same time. And, like, that's hard to pull off. It's super hard to pull off. Like, you know, like, you could say, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, you know, do some understated shit, some, like, you know, whatever. That shit's hard. Oh, yeah, no. Like, like we, we can still have the melodies. You can still have, like, you we can still knock. Like, you know, because, I mean, James Blake can do that. A couple other people can do that. But that shit is hard as hell to do. Um, and he pulled it off and, and he dropped like two new tracks as well um, in this whole dump, um, which I feel are pretty solid as well. Like not as great as the 2013 shit, but like still pretty solid. Yeah. And apparently it's from the same leak around the same era. And what's weird about it, because I think it's he. So yeah, he begins. He, yeah. Yeah. Is that the one where it begins with the angry, like almost synth? Yeah. So it's crazy because you hear the song like, and, and go back to the idea of how many levels he's working on. So the song begins and it's just this little angry, almost like like distorted synth and the song slowly builds up and it's a fucking pure R&B song like it just and it's crazy how you could just look at that little like you know an idea that you know this little musical sound that anybody would be like alright here's some rock guitar gonna make a rock song but suddenly it flips and builds this whole R&B song as pretty as anything else he's done yeah. so it's something where it's like you said he, he just knows how to layer shit but make it sound very fucking simple at the same time Yeah, it's not fucking you know like there's, there's and it's weird now because we've kind of come backwards, but you know, there was a point of time where you had a lot of maximus, maximalist R&B, you know, yeah. like a, a lot of crazy, like, you know, things where, you know, a lot of layering, you know, like, cause you know, we had the, let's say the era was like seventies, like Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder was crazy about like this, this idea of R&B and making it almost prog rock. Yeah. And then, you know, the eighties with the idea of synths and drum machines kind of beat, beat that back a little bit. And then from that point on, it was more about vibe and histronics and this kind of like emotion. But it's weird to kind of see him just kind of make this really, like I said, poppy R&B. Yeah. That shit is smooth as fuck. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like all night, even now, all, you want to hear all night? I'm like, I just want to hop in my Kia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
drive up to, you know, I've, I've got a little job, like fucking, you know, my little first out of college t- job, you know, to pick up my boo, might go to fucking TGI Fridays, maybe Ruby Tuesdays, you know, <laughs> you know, knock back some margaritas, go back to, her, you know, I can't say her place because I'm younger now, so it's probably like her parents' basement where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> You know, take my little MP3 speaker out there, put it on there, and you know, try to get my little groove on. And it's it's kind of dope to kind of see, because even and I wanna oh I'm I'm gonna come with some hate. You ready Uh-oh. for this shit? Okay. Oh, all right. So, what I think what makes this album a success is the fact of where it's R&B done pure. There's a reason why Drake sampled it, and there's a reason why even Beyonce sampled it. Yeah. But at the same time he very easily is able to bite off, and I mean it's a positive way, but get influenced by 80s, like, new wave, cheesy oh, yeah. pop. Oh, yeah. So in a weird way, ready for this hate? It's like Blood Orange if Blood Orange didn't suck. Damn. I know. That was harsh. Damn. Harsh. Well, actually, we fuck with the last album, though. I fuck with the last yeah, album. But heavy. But, but then you know why? Where's the 80s shit? There, there's yeah, no 80s yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, like, like, but that's probably, like, the, the only real blood... Orange album I fuck with. Yeah, so. it's because he he can't. Um, it's he was trying to do the '80s R&B shit, and it's hard to do unless you make it because a lot of '80s R&B was inherently cheesy, like Bobby Brown. And I don't mean that as a negative way, but I'm no. saying it's like he had the little drum machines and everything else. There's a certain kind of way you have to attack it where you just can't do '80s shit and particularly and then do R&B at the same time and have it mesh unless it's coming from a specific angle. But Jai Paul was able to pull that shit off. Like I said, a lot of those, a lot of those synthesizers, a lot of those samples. Going back to that new song he has, if you strip it down, it'd be a whole other track yeah but he's able to build it up where oh shit this weird almost fucking i don't say your earth mix but it's very new wavy cheesy kind of beat suddenly turns it to this fucking r&b song once you put a bass line to it and he kind of comes in there with his falsetto it's fucking fantastic yeah i i i really hope that the response to this will get him back into music full time yeah because I, I i feel like he did this for a reason you know, maybe you know, I don't know if it's closure or is it, if it's opening a door, right? If it's closure, you know what? Cool. All right, that's fine. You know, you want to put closure to the whole situation, but I hope it opens up a door where he can like actually take some of these tracks and master them and like get them out and tour and do the things that I I know that he kind of really wanted to do. Yeah, I feel like that lane is open for him now. And and it's something where it's. I feel like, and like I said, you know, even the lane is open. Who's in that lane? Like, I cracked a joke about MIA before, but like, and not even about like where he's from or his nationality is multicultural, yada, yada, yada. He's somebody where he's treading these worlds where, like, you know, I could imagine going back to the idea if I go to a Jai Paul show now and he had his audience, I'll see like a black couple in their 30s holding each other's hands and like some coked up, like, you know, hipsters in their like 19, 20, you know, about to go there, high on E, just vibing out. Like, he's able to bridge these worlds in his music that just seems so concise where, I don't think anybody's really doing that at this level now. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's the idea of where, you know, music aren't like, and like, I hate, it sounds like so cliched, but this weird kind of like pure R&B that has, you know, the influence of Indian music that has eighties that has like D'Angelo that has like Dilla. It's like, he's got a mishmash where there's, there's nobody in that fucking lane. Yeah. It's a lane that we're kind of all hungry for, particularly in a year where going back to flying Lotus, Going back to like Solange, going back to like Frank Ocean, who's too busy being a hipster and showing up places and being famous. It's like nobody's really kind of like the R&B space is kind of like in a weird kind of flux, you know? Yeah. 
And, yeah. and so I think it's something where I would love for R&B to kind of come and kind of, you know, bite more of his style, bite more of the sounds he's doing. I think it's, it's his moment. I think it's his time. Yeah. 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 So shouts to Jack shouts. Paul. Yep. And, and that ends our new old music segment, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, though, I'm going to put this on my album of the year. Like, it's going to be on that list. Fuck it. I, you know, I was actually, you know, because we still have to do our, like, uh, you know, top five or whatever of this, the first half of the year. I was thinking, like, this would probably be my number one, but I'm like, should there be an asterisk? Nah, it's, it's still live, though. <laughs> like, it's... Where, where are the rules? Yeah, I don't know. I need, to, I need to talk to the Recording Academy Committee. Well, you know, it's... it's... <laughs> <laughs> Is it sixty percent of pure recorded R and B? Because it's weird. He really just put it out again. It's like what's funny about it is you have like new remixes. Yeah, it's, it's like literally like you y'all stole my thirty eight minutes. I'm just gonna put it on my iTunes and upload it, and here it is again. It's him exact fucking thirty eight minutes. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like I I don't know like what what the rules are, but you know this is this is like definitely like in my top five. Yeah, no, and like I said, I hope that it's something where. Like I, I just, like I said, I hope he builds from it. I hope, and, and even his brother on the low is doing some dope stuff, but it never had the visibility. Yeah. I think, and it's unfortunate that you had to have this tragedy to be make it a story. Yeah. But I'm hoping that because this happens, that you know maybe he'll book a show, and then something that show sells out, and oh, they still like me, and they put this track up there, and then, like I said, it's this, it's not a close, it's a, it's a, it's an opening door, not a closing one. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Shouts to Jai Paul, and one day, you know, I'm gonna be able to go out there for my Kia. You know, what I'm saying maybe me and my boo now. You know, do a little, little role play. You know, I'll come out there dressed in my finest night, 2013 wear. What would I be wearing? I don't know. What was hot in 2013? I don't know. I guess skinny jeans, definitely. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess Converse, especially Converse. I guess, dun- were we wearing dunks back then? I don't know what we no, were wearing. No, it's like, it was like all the street life, the streetwear brands, like A Life. Oh, yeah. A- like... It'd be old streetwear. You're right. Yeah, A Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be A Life hundreds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll be wearing like some an A Life T. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some Reebok pumps that are in a fucked up colorway that is just dropped it. You know what mm. I'm saying? Oh, I'm out there kidding, killing it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's all, folks. Thanks for listening in. We's back. We back. We back for the entire summer. Just like humidity. Just like the smell of garbage. Just like, I was going to say a bad STD joke, you know, whatever. That's, that's an easy one, you know. <laughs> just like your summer flings, just like booties and summer dresses, and, and, and I guess smelly, sweaty crashes. If y'all got scared because you didn't hear uh, a Red and Stone for like a week and a half. Yeah, no, we're, we're still here. We're still here. We're still, we're still suffering. <laughs> suffering, suffering for you. We just need to jump on the plane. We yeah. need, we need a vacation. I know sometimes. This shit is work. Yeah, man, it's work, people. God, have a self care. Self care. That's what this this podcast. Is Treat self-care. yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, y'all, happy to be back. Click like, click love. Give us your comments. Give us your hates. Give us everything, and y'all be safe out there. And wear your antiperspirants. <laughs> that natural Please. shit don't work. Please. Please. No crystals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know it's aluminum. Get that poisoning because I want to smell the your B.O. It's not helping you. No, not at all. The onk does <laughs> not keep away the B.O. <laughs> if anything, it intensifies it. The ancestors call it closer to you. <laughs> all right, people. Until next time. Peace. Peace.